We're here comparing lightsabers. <laughs> yep. Megan didn't come back with General Kenobi. We will. Uh, we'll let. Ch we'll let Shanti uh, measure them all. Because what kind of mic? Trusted. What kind of mic do you have, Shanti? This is a uh, a road mic, road podcast mic. Nice. Very nice. I love it. <clears throat> all right, let's start up. Can, what do you real, say? Real quick, before we get started, um, I already did the intro for mine. I just need to get you guys. Uh, I just basically introduced everyone and thank you for joining me. So if you guys can say hello and sounds all that good, stuff, then uh, I'll just rip that into my into my stream. All right. Hi. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Hi there. There you go. Hello. Hello there. Hello there. Let's so guys, every, wait, wait. Every everyone on on three. Hello there. Ready? One, two, three. Hello there. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. We're such nerds, Matt. If you guys can, if you guys in the chat can see ninety-seven Bravo dancing in the background to the countdown music, one day we gotta we we gotta do like a behind the scenes like little preview thing because that is hilarious. Welcome everybody. Thank you so much. Um, I don't know how you want to do this. We're kind of doing a little cross uh, cross promotion cross section here, and I know uh, Rob um requested a little thing so let's uh let, let, let's uh let's help out a brother huh right yeah i mean i don't know how you can watch that kenobi trailer that dropped today and not be instantly motivated to get online and start talking about it with good friends and uh fellow star wars nerds i'm sure there's a lot of a lot of chat going on out there the twitterverse and uh just in in the online community in general uh this has been long awaited been delayed for quite some time due to the pandemic but we finally got it to drop, and man, all I can tell you is, based on what I've seen so far, I think it's going to be an amazing six episodes. I think so, too. Definitely. Agreed. Um, I was watching the Disney investor meeting, and they were talking about how wonderful the shows are going to be and how much money they're going to make and their philosophy regarding story first which i hope is true because lately some things have been amiss but uh i'm uh, really excited and actually i i have the uh the video up here i don't know if you guys want to start by just kind of getting a a quick like wow uh a reaction for folks that uh, maybe haven't seen it but um all oh, that's right we're talking about the obi-wan kenobi uh trailer teaser tonight a special impromptu scarif live with Shanti and my friends Rob and 97 Bravo. How are you, ladies and gentlemen? I am so pumped. Good evening. Yeah. How are you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. There you go. That's better. I, you know, I'm not the kind of guy that like goes, woo, Elmo on fire. <laughs> I, I get like, I get, I get pumped, but it's, it's a deliberate, it's a deliberate inside. pumped. It's, it's inside. Um, Vader has the right uh, notion there. It will be a day long remembered. I'm going to put that up, Vader. Thank you very much for joining us. I know uh, you didn't join us last week on Scarefly. We did a uh, Batman preview. I know you. everybody was watching the movie, but uh, it's uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi time. 
Um, oh, Press Play Streaming Studios is in Alan. the chat. What's up, Alan? Thank you so much for joining us. We've got uh, Melanie. Thank you very much, Melanie, for joining us. Tina, who else is in there? Our, uh, the first uh, person that was in here, Megan. Thank you so much, Megan. Um, Megan, we, uh, we got to connect because uh, she's got, got a project that um, is going to be really cool, and uh, we're going to help her out. Uh, the, the way that she helped us out on the Parsec Fan Awards. Uh, very appreciative of all of our friends and all of our followers uh, here. Uh, Rogue Disney's in here. Lunar Girl, thank you very much for coming by. Um, w uh, you guys have seen the trailer, right? Oh, yeah. All right. Let's, all right. Um, you know what? Let's, uh, let's do this here. Let's pop this baby up. And um, do you guys want to watch it one all the way through? Um, or do you want to stop uh, every so often? As many times you can, baby. Yeah, before right. YouTube kicks off. Yeah, before before uh, <laughs> before Sean reports us. All right, here we go. And unmute everybody. Shh. Here we go. The fight is done. We lost. Stay hidden. Jedi. His patience. <laughs> Jedi cannot help what they are. Mm. Their compassion <laughs> leaves a trail. The Jedi code is like an itch. He cannot help it. That was pretty dope. Mm -hmm. oh, no. Well, I, 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 I'm sorry. I, did, I can't even get my words out. On Twitter, I basically put out that it felt more big screen to me than mm -hmm. the trailer for Mando and right. Boba Fett. It, it is all due to John Williams. Bless his heart. That man, oh, yeah. my God, when those notes hit, goosebumps. Mm -hmm. And every single time throughout that trailer, that the when the music hits, it's amazing. That's why I keep saying 90% of the magic of Star Wars all comes from that Rob music. Rob, you're muted. Rob, you're muted. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, I know that you muted me, Ro. It's one of your Sith powers. <laughs> no, I was going to say that uh, it's really cool, too, because at the beginning, the notes are from Battle of the Heroes, which is the fight between Anakin and Obi-Wan. 
mm-hmm. at the end of Revenge of the Sith. And then when it cuts to the uh, the intro screen for Kenobi, then we start getting the Duel of the Fates notes. Um, and one of the things I love so much about that, uh, I remember hearing about it back when uh, David W. Collins was doing mm-hmm. um, the, uh, the Star Wars Oxygen. But that whole uh, Duel of the Fates theme uh, the Kora Mata Kora Ratama is from uh, an ancient, uh, I think it's uh, Welsh uh, chant that was uh, something that he adapted because he just thought it was perfect for them. It was kind of quasi-religious and, and kind of gave you the feeling of being in a big temple, but he only used a portion of it that translates into under the tongue root, a fight most dread, and a rate and another raging behind in the head, which I thought was just absolutely perfect for this. Uh, we talked a little bit about it on your lightsaber episode, Ro, that uh, you know Obi-Wan has been dealing with the the specter of the Sith and what they've done to the Jedi and what they did to his Jedi master. And the fact that that has been, it has to be weighing on his mind ever since uh, Qui-Gon was killed at the hands of Darth Maul. And now we get to see years later, uh, kind of a beaten down Obi-Wan, someone who's kind of lost his faith and uh, has been put into exile, just watching uh, a young Luke Skywalker who he and Yoda, you know, kind of believe to be their last hope. And, uh, you know, the, the words of that, that ancient chant that John Williams was brilliant in selecting for something that fit perfectly with, uh, with the Phantom Menace. And now it, it is a perfect fit for this Obi-Wan teaser trailer and the show. And we know, obviously, that John Williams is uh, conducting and uh, creating the, uh, the, the main theme for the show. Um, do, do we know what composer is doing the rest of the series? I'm not sure I read that yet, but, um, you know, initially I thought it was kind of a rework of, of the same, um, music or, or even a temp track, but I, I, mm-hmm. now I doubt that it's a temp track. I think it's, it's a reworking of, uh, of Duel of the Fates, obviously, as you mentioned, I think there's some bleed in there at the uh, original part of it there. Yeah. Um, but you know. I don't think we always talk about the music being a character uh, in itself. And I think there's a lot here to, to kind of tease out as far as themes go, as far as characterization of the music in relation to the images that we're seeing. And then also of what you mentioned, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi's uh, mindset um, that um, that powerful, uh voiceover there those two sentences that he utters when he basically says that uh you know we lost uh the fight is over um someone said that uh it would be cool if he was actually talking to uh force ghost Mm qui-gon um and that would be amazing qui-gon trying to rally him up right and he's like no it's we're done we're done um, you know, the, there's also a post uh, regarding Obi-Wan's, um, you know, where we find him. He's uh, broken. He's hidden. Um, a lot like uh, Luke Skywalker in uh, the film that shall not be named because uh, I don't have any alcohol near me. But, you know, it's it, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. I think. um 
And you're right, Bravo. This does seem a lot more cinematic, and I love using that word, uh, especially when Sean is listening, if he's listening. But it's, uh, you know, there's a bigger, you can tell that the scope is bigger. Uh, The attention to detail is a little bigger. Um, The characters, but um, there's a lot to kind of uh, sink our teeth into here. Um, Shanti, what'd you think of the trailer? I literally was crying. About the whole thing, because I, I am, um, I'm kind of musically inclined, and music is usually what really gets the waterworks going. So, like yeah. I said, the moment I heard the music, I think the music is so important to Star Wars. I just said ninety percent of the magic, in my opinion, comes from the music. Absolutely. So every time I heard the music, I was literally, I get goosebumps. I was literally getting goosebumps. The second thing that I loved, which is the scene that you just had it on, I love already how this show mm-hmm. looks. <clears throat> I love that it looks dirty. Right. I love that it looks gritty. So I feel like this will line up so much nicer with the original trilogy. and Because even the more modern-looking stuff, it still look run down and it's dark. So it doesn't look too flashy like it did with Boba Fett. So I think this will be a good combo of like original trilogy and prequel. You know, right now we're just looking at a frame of, of the show here in the trailer, but already you're right. It looks beautiful. It looks like they shot it on film where mm-hmm. the book of Boba Fett and even Mandalorian just seems like it's very digital, very, digital, very, um, very clean, very crisp. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, I know not to I, mess with Kenobi. I think that's what it is. Yeah, but I'm just like puzzled. And, and I would love to know, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get some behind the scenes stuff as as uh, obviously the months go by uh, through the series. But I really want to know how they shot this. And I did read, too, that, you know, they're treating this a lot more than just a TV show. They're treating this like a like a movie. And originally yeah. it was a movie. It was supposed to be a, you know, kind of a spinoff movie. They they truncated it to 12 episodes, then eight. And now we're getting six. So I'm, you know, uh, it, it scares me a little bit, but I'm really hoping that in the interim, when they kind of stopped um, working on it, uh, when they announced that uh, all the scripts were done, but then all of a sudden they just stopped because they want right. to re- rework some things. I really um, hope that they rework the story uh, and fine-tuned all of the, 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 the story that they're uh, going to be telling us. But already, like you said, it looks it looks fantastic. Um, dirty, gritty. It's Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it certainly doesn't hurt that they brought back Joel Edgerton to play Uncle Owen. Uh and I Great completely idea. agree. I hope I hope that these episodes are closer to an hour. Um, I heard that they are. Yeah, yeah. I would totally yeah. believe that. And and honestly, I'd rather have a six episode series as opposed to a film because it gives you that much more, uh, you know, that much more runway to tell the story. And if they're going to bring the the Inquisitors, uh, and we'll get into that as we kind of get into the trailer a little bit, into this live action Star Wars universe, they're going to need six hours to. Uh, inform the casual fans about about the Inquisitors and uh, kind of how that fits into the storyline that they're telling with Obi-Wan. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, here's a shot of Obi-Wan in a cave hiding what out. Is, what is that next to him? Uh, uh, I don't know. I was trying water. to think of that. Too. It's a water bottle, I think. He's got oh, a backpack that's okay. over on the rocks to his left, and yeah. he's got a water mm-hmm. bottle. And you can actually mm-hmm. see out in the distance the... Mm-hmm. Uh, Homestead, the Lars, Lars Homestead. Homestead. Yeah. yeah, so this is, uh, yeah. So this is the Kenobi. Obi-Wan uh, being a creeper. Yeah. 
Yeah. I did, I did get a laugh out of, uh, I watched the uh, Drunk 3PO. He did a, a little bit of a reaction trailer and he saw young Luke uh, kind of sitting on the edge of the, the Owen homestead there, uh, bouncing up and down, acting like he was a young Anakin in his pod racer and uh, said it looked like he was doing the like a bantha. Right. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> God forbid Camera uh, goes anywhere with that, but. Can always oh, I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. Like, it's like poetry, it rhymes. It is. <laughs> but here's uh, young Luke. Looks just like him. Pod racing. Um, you know, it's it's uh, obviously, I think we, we when we were hearing rumors of all of this um, production, you know, we, we obviously heard rumors of casting. Uh, they were doing a casting call for a young, you know, a young lad to play Luke Skywalker. Obviously, I don't think that uh, there were many surprises in this trailer. Um, what is that, uh, the video that we saw a couple of months ago regarding the, uh, the a little bit of the behind the scenes teaser of Kenobi, we saw the actors practicing with lightsabers and we realized, you know, who can that be during this time frame? Probably Inquisitors. So we here we have uh, Inquisitors. Um, you know, it's, it's been a long time coming. Like I said, there's nothing really that surprised us, narratively speaking, uh, of, of the things that we saw in, in this. Um, although, you know, there's some really, there's some new characters that uh, will, you know, as we scroll through that uh, we're, we're going to get into, which uh, are going to be cool. Um, but I'm going to ask you guys, uh, you know, for us that have seen Rebels and have seen the uh, animated shows, you know, a lot of the, the concept of these characters, the Inquisitors, are uh, we are no strangers to them. But um, I'll go down the lane here. What what did you guys think of uh, bringing the Inquisitors into the storyline? Shanti. Well, having just watched Rebels, <laughs> I finally finished, and Clone Wars, so close to this, I'm glad I did. Mm -hmm. I was really excited to see that. So I think that's going to be a really interesting. Again, I'm just... My only problem, as always, is is the timeline. So I'm trying to figure out at what point this is because is this close to the episode of Rebels that I saw when, spoiler alert, I guess, when Maul actually finds him because he doesn't look old enough. So I'm trying to figure out like where, this, what the timeline is, is right nine now. Nine years, nine years before Star Wars. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, all right. That's yeah. what I wanted to know. Yeah. That's and what then, I wanted to know. Um, Rebels is butts up. What is it? Right up against it, isn't it? It's right up against it by the time yeah. Rebels ends. So I mean, it's it's within probably a year or so. Okay, yeah, three or four. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's what I wanted to know. So this yeah, ends, and then five years later, Rebels begins. Right. Okay. Uh, okay. More or less. What do you think of uh, the new treatment of the Lo Lucasfilm logo? It uh, it's a different color than what we're used to, and it's got a nice little sand treatment. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Because we can sand. never get enough sand. Yeah. The sand trilogy. <laughs> As it gets obliterated. It gets everywhere. Yeah. Just destroys the logo. Look at that. It sure does. Yeah. As soon as as soon as I saw this ship uh, flying into so cool. to what has got to be uh, Fortress Inquisitorius on the planet or on the moon of Nur. Um, which uh, which actually is a moon in the Mustafar system. So it's really, uh, really interesting that, you know, Vader, who basically oversaw the Inquisitorius for Palpatine, uh, really kept them close to him. 
Uh, and you'll notice a, a lot of uh, the Inquisitors tend to have a, a lot of uh, armor on and in some cases uh, look like they've been pretty banged up. And Vader was a pretty harsh taskmaster. So uh, cool to see this planet, which actually uh, I know 97 Bravo, you you are a fan of from the uh, the uh, Jedi Law, or not Jedi Lost, I'm sorry, the uh, Fallen Order video game. Oh, yeah. Uh, where we got to see this this particular i i have to assume this is the same uh the same locale that we at we get to in that uh jedi or fallen fallen order video game uh it's awesome to see that brought to the big screen oh yeah i think that the underwater the underwater unless again like we said privately unless it's a different planet which i don't i don't think it is because this the obi-wan show takes place what five or so four years after um no i'm sorry five years after after the events yeah fallen order i'm sorry i'm getting everything confused damn timelines it's almost like (laughs) that's all right at least you're naming it correctly not just me (laughs) but um (laughs) this takes place five years after fallen order so the damage would have been repaired sure so that that i'm seeing that one shot this and then the other one um yeah, I'm curious yeah. to see how closely related or how intertwined what occurred in in Fallen Order is going to show up in the Kenobi Kenobi series. And I, and I to... love that. Oh, sorry, Ro. I, I just love that they're bringing over and tying in um, that Jedi Fallen Order video game because it was so the storyline of that game was so high quality and so in line with what we love about a good Star Wars story. Uh, and really Cal Kestis, the character, is someone I would love to see in a live-action Star Wars at some point. Uh, certainly, we got to see BD-1 uh, in oh, Mandalorian yeah. in, uh, in the scene where he was having his new <laughs> N1 Starfighter built uh, by mm-hmm. Pelimato. So, you know, it's cool to see some of those characters brought in, and, and certainly BD-1 is an awesome droid character. But, uh, yeah, the Inquisitors, uh, you know, I did an entire show on the Inquisitors just because I love them so much. And to see them in live action is just insane. It was cool. The um, the translation from cartoon to live action is much more difficult than going from live action to cartoon. Sure. And so I think a lot of the crap they're getting, I'm. It is because you're trying to you're trying to determine who that is, who that looks closest to. Right. And I think. I think they did. I think a good job. I think the shock of, especially the Grand Inquisitor, mm-hmm. um, looking sharp, uh, his Chunk. face looking chunky, yeah, exactly, yeah. completely different. Like like a completely it, it was it wasn't an exaggeration like like they did with Dooku that made him ridiculously. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were like taking something and like exaggerating right. it. That wasn't what this was. This was you know, um, but. I don't know. I'll, I'll like to see it because what? What? Who was the brother with the hat? The, was he uh, the, the fifth, brother? fifth brother. Yeah. Fifth yeah. Brother. He's yeah. He. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe. he doesn't look. He doesn't look anything close to the animated version as well. But I wanted no. to. While we're on this frame, I wanted to point out some details here, which are really cool. Um, you can't see it in this screen, but on on the YouTube screen that I have full full screen, um, up on top there are some Tie Fighters that are hanging there. 
Uh, there are some other uh, Imperial fighter ships. Um, mm -hmm. I do notice, which is kind of interesting, I do notice uh, a, a, a Tidarium class shuttle, a Lambda class uh, Imperial shuttle, which is parked right uh, up above here, which is really cool. And obviously, you know, we know um, who's running the show over here um, during this time. So I'm um, I'm really excited uh, to see a little bit more of this scene. Um, I'm wondering if uh, this is uh, the Grand uh, Inquisitor going to see his boss. That would mm. be uh, that would be really cool. It, mm. You know, it could be. And I love I love the point you make about the Tie Fighters. I hadn't even noticed that when I watched it through. Yeah. Uh, and one of the cool features about those Tie Fighters that the Inquisitors used in Rebels primarily uh, was that they were very much kind of a derivative of that Tie Advance that Vader flew. Uh, kind of more rounded wings, but they had those folding wings uh, mm -hmm. that were very similar to what we saw with Moff Gideon and Mando. Um, so, you know, it would totally make sense that they'd be hanging there uh, yeah. in case they had to strike out on a mission of their own. I'm already impressed with the production. Yeah. <laughs> All the yeah. scenes look so beautiful. It's Although, like I, but I'm waiting for the bitching already. Well, the, the, this one probably was directed by J.J. Abrams because I see a little lens flare that's happening over here. Uh -oh. yeah, <laughs> but here is uh, Grand Inquisitor himself, uh, yeah. actor Rupert. Hellraiser. Friend. Yeah. But um, there's already uh, talk on the Twitterverse about uh, the dissatisfaction of the look of the Grand Inquisitor. There you go. I think, and... I think he's going to... I think he's going to blow him away, to tell you the truth. I think that that, that particular actor can yeah. own that role. And, again, it depends on the material, but I think he can stand out and make that role or make that character his own. I just think uh, people need to stop nitpicking. Look, I mean, the bottom line is, as you were mentioning earlier, there's there's it's very difficult to translate from, from a cartoon. Well, I do so much. Yeah. And if you look at the, the Grand Inquisitor in Rebels, yeah, he does have that gaunt, really long face, but he does have the bulging, uh, you know, top to his head. And right. it fits here. It's just you can't find someone who has a head that is that is shaped like that. And they would have to wait. They didn't call you. No, I, mean, I, I have the round head. I don't have that narrow <laughs> lower part. Uh, so despite the fact that I was hoping that they would put a, a call out for a plus size uh, yeah. quiz inquisitor. <laughs> yeah. I just think these are the kinds of things that shouldn't be nitpicked on. It's like the Cad Bane thing all over again. He wasn't skinny enough. He wasn't blue enough. Who cares? I thought, I thought, I thought Cad great. Bane was he perfect. Was still I, I yeah. Yeah. He was the best part of that show. He was. like That's Cad the Bane stuff. stuff like, get ridiculous. over it. Yeah. I agree with Bravo. You, it's not going to look exactly like the the animated series. I mean, but I think even with it's an exaggeration, Cat, right? Exactly. But I think even with Cat, it totally was like that. You knew it was him. That's the only point yeah. you're trying to make. And that's him. it. That's all I need to. Right. I knew. Ex right. I knew exactly who it was as soon as he lifted his head and you saw the face under the brim of his hat. When he that's was all I cared about. Desert, I, was I like, already knew who it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh, here he comes. I want to ask. Um, I'm going to ask Rob because Vader's got a really good uh, point there uh, regarding the Grand Inquisitor. If you remember the uh, the line when he uh, fell to his demise when he was, um, I forgot what episode, what show was that? Clone Wars or Rebels? 
No, it was Rebels. He, it was in his battle uh, toward the end of season yeah. one. There he says, Gideon. odds are that we'll see what caused the Grand Inquisitor to prefer burning alive to reporting his failure to Darth Vader. Um, that, uh, yeah, that's going to be interesting. I think, uh, you know, obviously with, with the original trilogy and some of the stuff before the idea, the concept of the Inquisitor, you know, uh, I, I, we never thought that Vader would have any help, but I think, um, I think this is really exciting. I think this is uh, kind of a cool thing for for Vader to have done to be able to, um, you know, dispatch some dark disciples to find, uh, you know, some hidden Jedi's and hidden Force sensitives. I think it's probably the best way to go about it. Um, especially if they are spread throughout the galaxy. I think uh, I think this is going to be pretty amazing. Again, you know, my only fear is that they don't water it down because it's Disney, and, and um, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, we'll get to that scene uh, later on when, when you see somebody hanging. But, um, you know, I, I think it's going to be really great to uh, to see what how far these inquisitors inquisitors will go to bait Obi-Wan Kenobi and any other Jedi they might be out there um that may or may not be part of this story i mean the thing about the inquisitors it's kind of like the conversation we had about bleeding lightsaber crystals in the episode uh, i think you're putting it out tomorrow which yes by the way yeah. tomorrow make sure that you listen to uh, our lightsaber episode we talk about that very good yeah. very good uh, but the thing about the inquisitors is it makes perfect sense from from what we know of palpatine and what we know of vader uh that they would have this basically kill squad uh of right force trained individuals that are probably brought up to a level that's still short of sith but uh you know from the storylines that we see the comics the uh the stories that we see within both clone wars and rebels we know that you know vader was pretty brutal with how he trained these inquisitors he he was not uh, opposed to lopping off a body part here or there to teach them a lesson and so you end and in a lot of cases these were jedi who had been corrupted uh, and brought to the dark side. So you end up with, you know, Palpatine, who from a purely vindictive perspective, it wasn't just one thing for him to eliminate the Jedi altogether. He, For him to corrupt a Jedi uh, would have been kind of his ultimate victory, turn them to the dark side. And then from Vader's perspective, to have other Jedi who had fallen to the dark side probably gave him a feeling like it wasn't just him, right? Uh, and... and then to turn around and, and be lopping arms and legs off of them to teach them a lesson again bringing them kind of more uh in line with the the creature that he had become so uh i love the idea of the inquisitorious it's a huge galaxy vader can't track down every lead the emperor's busy working the you know the long game uh and to have these agents of chaos out there that could track down these leads and then if if whoever they track down turns out to be too difficult for them to deal with vader sweeps in and cleans up mm -hmm. the mess yeah and we've seen that in the comics too right yeah one thing i did want to ask about the inquisitors um what do they think is going to occur once they've purged the galaxy of jedi do they think they're just gonna vader's just gonna let them go i mean was there a sense of sith betrayal at the end of that relationship do you think no and i don't think they were uh... I don't, Rob can correct me, but I don't think they were Sith. I think, you know, the for the most part, the Inquisitors are fallen Jedi that were basically turned, manipulated, et cetera, et cetera, because, 
you know, we have uh, that story thread where the uh, the Jedi Temple uh, guard um, unmasks himself, and it's uh, right. and it's him. It's, it's, a, it's at least right. So I don't know. You know, I mean. I, they never really approach it within anything canon uh, right. with regard to what they think the long game is. But, you know, certainly, uh, you know, they think that if they uh, complete their mission and, and everything they do is gaining more power for them, uh, eventually they're going to unseat their master. And I know that the, the right. you know, the party line for the Sith is always, always two, there are a master and apprentice. But the fact is, is that we all, we always saw, even with Sidious, you know, he always had, more going for him than just his apprentice he would have backups he had dooku uh, as a fallback plan when maul right. failed uh, and we see kind of in the animated series that he's been grooming him and so he's he's playing the long game and, and it wasn't just two they always had a fallback plan and vader uh, certainly wouldn't have been opposed to making sure that he had someone uh grand inquisitor or maybe any of the inquisitors who kind of rose above the others that he could partner up with to overthrow the emperor and and then they would be his apprentice so uh i think you know it, it all just kind of went with that sith mindset that ultimately you're going to gain enough power where you're going to overthrow your master and take up that mantle do you think that this would be a perfect platform to introduce star killer I wish they would. I'm not holding my breath. I don't think they can do it. It's certainly not in this season. I mean, they have enough runway with Kenobi where, you know, they've, they've got five years to play with. Um, you know, they could, they could certainly do that. They could, they could work their way through the Inquisitorius and bring in, uh, bring in a Starkiller character, uh, which I, I thought he was awesome uh, mm-hmm. from a video perspective and a story perspective, but um, I'm not holding my breath on Starkiller. I think I think both those storylines were far superior than anything we've seen from Disney so far. Right. The Starkiller line and then Fallen Order. Those are yeah. fantastic stories. We're yeah. coming up with uh we're coming up on a couple of shots that uh if uh, I'm not mistaken our friend Yoshi Vu uh worked on. I think this is the last project that he worked on um at Lucasfilm. And this shot in particular, I think I saw a post from er- him earlier today saying that these are some of the uh, final shots that he worked on. Um, so uh, that is uh, really cool. He kind of kept it hush-hush. He was telling me that he was working on something um, for the streaming service. But uh, besides uh, the MCU, I'm like, huh, wonder what you're working on. Are we going to be able but- to put together a, a Red 5 slush fund and get him out to Terracon? <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, the phone call's been made. I love it. <laughs> so here we are. The uh, looks like the fifth brother and um, someone in the background there. We uh, the, the uh, this character here. The name of uh, her character has been announced, and I can't uh, remember yeah, what she's that Inquisitor is. Inquisitor Reva or Reva. Um, yeah. Which is interesting, his, right? Because all the Inquisitors are known by a brother or sister designation. So she, she's she unique in that way. Um, I want to point something out here and uh, chat. Um, I hope you're listening and I hope you're still here. Um, early on, before all of this, we had some production artwork that uh some concept production artwork that had darth vader sitting in a throne um 
in the middle of this structure here. So I'm wondering if this scene, they're all talking to Vader and getting mm. orders. Um, that could be. Erased them like they did in Spider-Man. There's like a hologram there. Yeah, there's a yeah. hologram there. Um, obviously, this structure here, you know, looks like Vader's yeah, temple on like Mustafar. Mm -hmm. Yep. So this could be, you know, something. Um, the other thing, too, talking about the game, you, uh, you guys were talking about uh, an underwater area here. Yeah. So uh, that's oh, yeah. obviously. Um, and then it's just something about, uh, man, something about just seeing stormtroopers outside of the original trilogy always gets me, man. It's, uh, right. you know, I was watching Rogue One last night and, you know, the stormtroopers on Jetta City and the tank trooper. And uh, it just, it, it gets me. It gets me super excited. I love seeing stormtroopers, um, you know, modern in, in modern movies. And this is going to this is going to be fantastic. You know, obviously we are uh, imperially motivated uh, mm -hmm. around these parts here on Scarif. But um, it is something really cool. And it's uh, it's an image that will always stay uh, embedded uh, deep in my brain. Um, Star Wars, stormtroopers and uh, and that sort of thing. But. I love this little office. When I uh, when I hit the lottery, I'm I'm gonna make a little corner office just like this. Well, I'll tell yeah. you from a security standpoint, if you were just if I was just looking at the shot, that's Vader's ante room right behind. So the stormtroopers are there to protect Vader, mm -hmm. I'm assuming, or guard Vader. So that's his little office back there. This is the uh, the conference room. But yeah, I could see that. Like seeing the stormtroopers, that because I don't know if the stormtroopers what, what are they guarding. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The way out? Well, perhaps. If, I mean, if if Vader is only communicating to them through a hologram on this table, then that could just be the way out, their escort. But who knows? True. Why do you think they would even digitally remove an image of him? We know he's in it. It's too early. What do you think the, purp what do you think the purpose of that is? I, I, yeah, I it would be... Go ahead, I Rob. I don't think no. we're going to get... Uh, Vader and Obi Wan scene. I don't think they're going to be together in a scene oh. in this show. And and I say that for one reason: uh, they're going to have a major issue to deal with if they put Obi Wan and Vader uh, kind of face to face in this show. Mm -hmm. Primarily because of Obi Wan's words when, uh, or Vader's words when they meet on the Death Star in uh, mm -hmm. A New Hope. Right? You know, when I left, I was but the learner. Now I'm the master. And that's referring specifically to their duel on Mustafar. Uh, you know, Vader, I, you could argue that Vader suspected that maybe Obi-Wan was still uh, flitting around in the galaxy um, when he mentions to Tarkin that, you know, I sent something that I've not, you know, uh, sent mm -hmm. since uh, my old master. But yeah. I, I can see Vader here directing the Inquisitorius. I can see Vader uh, and the Inquisitorius getting very close to capturing Obi-Wan. Mm -hmm. without necessarily knowing specifically who he is. But in order for the storyline and the films to kind of hold up, and, and I don't think you want to mess with, especially uh, the show that started at all, I have a hard time believing they're going to come face-to-face. -face. Now, I can definitely see Vader coming face-to-face -face with Ahsoka in that series. Sure. Oh, I don't think they're, I don't think they're, I didn't think they were going to do face to face either. My question is, we know Hayden Christensen was cast. We know he's going to be in the Kenobi show. And What's we know he's going to be in the suit. 
What's she's the point of did? What is the point of digitally removing him from the trailer? Is what I'm saying. Well, it's, it's not a surprise. It's, it's, it, I know. It, well, it's not a surprise, but I think as far as um, that's what I'm how much at. information, how much information they're giving out mm -hmm. at any time. We're being introduced to what three, four different characters here. Mm -hmm. Vader would take away from that because we focus just on Vader. I, I'm I guess. assuming. And, so and this, we, this could be a shot like right after he turned off the the, that the could be imager, too. right? Um, right. But it it wouldn't make sense. I you know I think they are you know they're either talking to each other mm -hmm. or the scene with Vader if there is a scene with Vader here right. ha happened already. But I want to get back to what Rob was saying about uh, you know when I left you I was but the learner now I am the master. There is obviously some internet talk about that and a lot of people are going to be upset. You know, and Kathleen Kennedy already said this is going to be the rematch of the century. The exactly. uh, Entertainment Weekly uh, cover art says rematch of the century. Um, there's no other reason to cast Hayden in a Darth Vader suit in an Obi-Wan Kenobi show if they aren't going to rematch of the century. And I know that's controversial, mm -hmm. um, but I think a cleverly uh, written, thoughtful line somewhere in the show if they do rematch could be could make it work right um, well, we'll meet again someday kind of thing you know they could you know they can have a rematch and yeah, still have much to learn anakin right yeah that kind of thing obi-wan can say you you know you still have much to learn and then he leaves and vader's like oh yeah i do have a lot to learn okay see ya i love when ray but has an accent still <laughs> It's it's got to be done carefully though because you're right. Yeah. People are going to get pissed off because you're messing with the OT. But I feel that again, a clever writer. If you're writing something well and and thoughtful, then it could work. It could. And I mean, ultimately. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Bravo. No, no, no. I was just going to say, why cast Hayden if he's not going to take his mask off? So my thought was that if it's going to be the rematch, maybe it's a some sort of force dream or some crap well and i yeah, did read I, well. I did read that they are going to de-age hayden because they're going to be giving us some you know clone wars um flashbacks as well he's not stuff. that old <laughs> no i know he looks the same what are you talking about he's got like <laughs> in his 20s he's probably, he probably looks like he's he'll be under now. makeup anyway <laughs> he's all he's burnt to a crisp I can't wait. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be fantastic. I think the person on the left is actually looking at the woman who's standing up, the new character. That yeah. Well, and if we, we can go tell. back to that scene real quick in the in the uh, the the Inquisitor conference room, I would not be surprised if the uh, female Inquisitor that's sitting at the table is actually the seventh sister without her, without her helmet on. On the left. Uh, always see the seventh sister and the fifth brother together in the animated series why didn't but they th cast a large woman or uh sarah sarah michelle geller no isn't the seventh sister that that huge that no. the huge one that was... no 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 that's the ninth that's the ninth sister she's the, the she's the dead. yeah and she's dead yeah right? and uh yeah. yeah that was that was a jedi fallen order casualty and you know what? I see. Um, I was missing. I was missing the Imperial Cog symbol on all the Inquisitors because I'm used to it in the uh, animated show. I do see it on her right shoulder. 
if you zoom in, yes. you, can, you can see it. So that's fantastic. The other, the other thing that's interesting is I didn't think that uh, the Inquisitor Reva character had a typical Inquisitor lightsaber in the in the uh, trailer here a little bit later when she's facing down whoever that is she's chasing in kind of the marketplace. Mm -hmm. It looks like she just has a kind Regular. of a narrow hilted lightsaber very similar to what we saw from star killer but when i kind of went through those scenes slowly it does have the half moon on one side and in the animated series we see that that half moon flips out into a full circle and mm -hmm. then the lightsaber will rotate uh so we see the fifth brother wearing the circular version of it on his back i, I think she wears it kind of in the in the half moon configuration yeah <clears throat> So uh, I'm assuming we are back on Tatooine because this scene this is, is part of the um, Uncle Owen uh, reaction scene. But yeah, this uh, this looks pretty, you know, again, this uh, goes to show you the lengths that the Inquisitors are, are going to kind of bait the Jedi. The voiceover early on says uh, you cannot change the Jedi, you know, their personality. They'll, you know, I, I guess they're 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 using their loyalty to help um, as a weakness uh, to try to, to bring them out. And I think that's great. I think uh, that totally goes in, in line with what Vader would do at all costs to, to find these force sensitive. So that's, uh, that's pretty good. Um, and Real I'm, quick. Now, do yeah. you guys think that, that this character, you know, you see the crowd looking at someone, the boots kind of hanging down. Yeah. My take on it when I saw it originally was that uh, possibly this Inquisitor Riva had basically been holding him up and force choking him. Uh, my oh. wife's take on it was that he was actually hung, which there's a. I know, would say hung too. Yeah. Star Wars. I, I see it. I see it more now. Uh, but certainly, certainly it's meant to prod the crowd and figure out where the where the compassion lies right yeah tina tina I tina swear. go get a drink of water <laughs> okay everybody looks dehydrated i i would put some comments up <laughs> later but right now if i do i'll hide rob's face no 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 i i have to say that uh tina is a perfect fit for the red five uh TikTok dance house <laughs> absolutely it's, it's gonna happen it's gonna happen so again right shoulder she's swinging it away but i see the imperial symbol which uh always makes me giddy as a schoolgirl. oh my costume is really <laughs> um yeah I, I like the uh i wonder if she's in training to be an inquisitor and that her character will actually grow as an inquisitor could be Rather than like this is her mission to prove that she's an inquisitor or something. Yeah, could I'm be. So happy they brought him back. That's so great. Yeah, he is such a great actor. I've seen him in some other work, and I'm so yeah, happy that that they brought. So him many back. memories. Yeah. Lars still has that damn bad haircut. <laughs> well, there's not a lot of great barbers on Tatooine. I, yeah. I do love. So this rooftop scene where she's kind of looking out over whatever city this is, and this definitely looks off-world from Tatooine, mm -hmm. uh, but you get this, this ER uh, in Oravesh, so it's like she's on top of a hospital, mm. uh, which could come in handy when you got an Inquisitor after you. I think it's Correct. not should I. Uh, it, it has that look. It has that look to it. I totally yeah. agree. There was there were some shots that we'll see here in a second that I was like. Mm! 
Maybe it's some place we haven't seen before, but it looks a, it looks a lot like. Did you guys uh, read the Entertainment Weekly um, article? That's no. reading. What's that? Because <laughs> I I think they did announce the name of the planet um, that is this shot. Um, I don't know what it is. is. Oh, I didn't think they did. I thought they did. Although they're in front of the CNN building, I, I do have to. So in, in this shot, so they shift the the uh, viewpoint of Inquisitor Riva on the roof, and this kind of lime green hologram sign in the background. I laughed when I saw it because uh, it says milk. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we have a resident Ar Arabesh reader, uh, yes. fluent. Uh, it's awesome. They're just messing with I will, I will tell you, when we get to the fifth brother walking down the street, I have a huge beef with all the signs because while they look awesome, <laughs> they say either market or snacks. And there's, I think, three signs that say market <laughs> and two signs that say snacks. And I'm like, come on. Oh, you know what? Vader has a, a great point. I made a joke about CNN. Uh-huh. And uh, James Earl Jones does the intro to the CNN app when you launch CNN. Yeah. And That's all right. the station IDs. So great catch, Vader. This is CNN. So I love this ship. And we get, uh, obviously, some Imperials debarking mm -hmm. the uh, ship. Oh, this God, is what's her name? What? She was announced. The, 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 uh, the uh, all the actors were were announced they had the you know the boxes of all the actors that are appearing in this film and this is uh she and was in um she was in uh game of thrones with uh pedro pascal oh yeah yeah, yep. Yep. yeah. she yep. was one of the that's right the sand snakes or yes she, yep yeah she was pedro pascal's sister on the show but also right. lover sister lover yes <laughs> yes what's wrong with yeah, that shanti what? All right, here we go. There's uh Orabesh in the background saying Hoss. I have no idea what the hell that means. Is that Constable Zuzo on the left? Zuvio? Zuvio? Studio. No, there's there's a guy here wearing a derby hat. And is that is that Danny from Comics and Cosmetics with a new hairdo and some fly makeup on the right side? I think it is. Yeah. It looks like some salt and pepper hair right there. There's a there's a stormtrooper tending bar flashback. in the background. Like that? No, I'm he's flashing, DJ. <laughs> I, I'm flashing back. To Please, not another mod squad. I'm flashing. <laughs> oh God, no. No, I'm flashing back to that milk sign earlier, and it was green, right? So are they saying they prefer the green over the blue milk in Galaxy's Edge? Yeah. But that is salt and pepper's puff. I'm it is you. salt and pepper's puff. Push it real good. Here's uh, Obi-Wan is kind of watching from afar. And again, I don't think this is Tatooine. No. no. Tatooine. Tatooine. Okay. <laughs> Tatooine. <laughs> Tatooine. <laughs> Tatooine. <laughs> nah, no, no, very classic oh, Obi-Wan pose, though, right? Oh, yeah. He's gonna, yeah. Uh, is that a Bajoran in the front? It is. Yeah. That's, that's, that's Kira. Mm -hmm. Oh, dear Lord. It's <laughs> a, a Star Trek reference, General Shinobi. Sorry. I'll catch up. All right. 
right. So this droid. Yeah, right. This droid is so. This droid is so derivative of uh, K2SO. It's like a early model Imperial security droid. What does it say on his shoulder? Oh God! No, no, it's like Nied. What? N I D. N. Oh no! That would be Ned. Oh Ned! It's Ned. Hello, my name is Ned. You're under arrest. What it says? N E D. So, let me just point something out real fast. All the props that we have seen, all the background characters and droids like we're watching now, um, there's no mopeds. I don't see any mirrors hanging off the side of anything. Good. Thank you, Lucasfilm, for listening. This this droid almost looks like K2SO when L3 from uh, Solo, A Star Wars Story had a baby. Could be, yeah. Yeah. Uh, She's too sassy. They consummated. Yeah, no, they wouldn't. You're right. She's too. You know, it's it's a credit card droid because of the slot in the front. You just <laughs> right, right. Oh, okay. PayPal it only takes chip. Yeah, it only paper parking. All right. So yeah, what's going on here? A uh, another a t- ass shot. TK ass. <laughs> but what are they? Oh my god! Did Schumacher come back from the dead? Oh no. Wait. So here, here's something interesting. I'm gonna play the sequence, and. I want to ask you guys, do we think God, you guys are so juvenile? Shut up, bro. I'm sorry. They're doing a joke, Chanti. Let's be quiet. My bad. I can't, My use, bad. I can't use any of this. And mute. I want to ask you guys this. Do we think that this stormtrooper uh, in the foreground here is Obi-Wan disguised? Because Ooh. the next shot obviously is his ass, but he's holding something. <laughs> Go back to his ass. And that later on, be. later on, we see what I thought was the same stormtrooper facing off the Inquisitor here. But we got a really cool shot of her running okay. and jumping. Uh, we'll get back to disguise. Look, yes, this, I, I, a lot of these scenes are from the same, uh, the same uh, episode chunk episode of an episode, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, think I mean, right. yeah, there's there's a bunch of stuff. Uh, that they're clearly pulling from kind of Obi-Wan looking over the Lars homestead. And then there's a bunch of stuff they're pulling from whatever this uh, sequence is in Nar Shaddaa or wherever the, wherever the heck this planet is. Um, but we're getting pretty limited, a pretty limited look at the overall story, I think. Yeah, this shot confuses me because... Doesn't confuse me. <laughs> Easy. You know, I... I have a stormtrooper outfit, and I wish uh, Todd were here. And that's not what a stormtrooper ass looks like. It's missing a butt plate. I dig it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's a prison plan. Whoa! Whoa! Tell your mom to back off a little. Tell her to wait. So upset with you. (laughs) I don't know. All right, let's uh, let's keep going here. Um, Cool. All right. Man, I want one. Helicopter lightsabers. Helicopter lightsabers. What's your verdict? Shanti, helicopter lightsabers. I want one. Bravo. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, (laughs) it's it's right here. It's right here. I know. 
I, there's no it's not right here this is a spinning lightsaber it's not a helicopter <laughs> lightsaber there's nothing oh, about a spinning lightsaber that generates lift <laughs> i call bs there you go um i, I was uh looking at because this guy has enhancements you're talking about mopeds look behind that dude's ears yeah could be mm-hmm. yeah yeah I'm looking at a different screen than you guys is that at. is that a bud light sign the neon yeah. behind him it is yeah cool it is no it's uh it's i think it's a keen the keen shoes uh vader is on fire in <laughs> chat by the way stormtrooper pooper uh or <laughs> TK play you. And what he ate recently that, that was right. the... if he had taco bell it's all blown out all i know is that we can't have vader and tina around in the same room i know at all Wait, but they, uh they're not in the same building are they Instagram. They're in the same chat, so no, I mean, chat, I... bad enough. Oh no, V. Okay, hold on. Let's I keep going here. I do have to mention that there will be a, a spirited game of uh, cards against Star Wars in our house at ScarifCon this year. Outstanding, outstanding. And, uh, I'll bring the. Given the I'll people bring the that wine. are going to be around, it's going to be. It's going to be an evening for the ages. Very cool. This is why I thought it was Narshada. Because it's yes. very, very non-Tatooine-ish, and it, yeah. to me, the most iconic non-Tatooine-ish planet in yeah. the lore that I've seen the, is Nar Shaddaa. Yeah, as as you're looking at the fifth brothers walking down the street, that sign, the sign in the forefront on the right in orange, is the is the milk sign on the front of that building. <laughs> and then every, literally every other sign you see is snacks or market. That's awesome. I'm guessing this is Star Wars Tokyo. (laughs) That is what it looks like. Yeah, totally. Very Asian inspired. Well, in uh, the Old Republic, Narshada is is very, has that feel to it as well. Yeah. Very nice. I love that uh, everybody's looking. They have everyone's attention. The fifth brother is going to get some snacks. Are? I love that. Are they droids? Know where to get a snack? Are they Please droids well, or are they it. almost like ATM machines that are in the middle of the street? They're hot yeah, I don't know. I mean, certainly there's a, a similarity between the two. Uh, I don't know if they're like, I don't know, street posts or something. Mm-hmm. Weird. They've got uh, a little graffiti there to the right of the stormtrooper in between the uh, man and the stormtrooper. Shanti's so happy to see a gritty Star Wars. Yeah. Can you zoom in on it? I'll read it for you. It's not <laughs> quite Blade Runner either. I mean, it's similar. Yeah, it, it gives me that Blade Runner vibe. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I love uh, the floor. Yeah. The mm-hmm. And I, I love the I love the wires that go back and forth too. Yeah. Again, it's very urban, very, you know, getting back to George's concept of the Star Wars world being a world that's real and used and mm-hmm. beat up. Mm-hmm. Love it. Who let what, who let worst code in the chat? Oh, who is yeah. it? Charles Worst. What's up, Charles? Sir Charles. Sir Charles. All right, let's keep going here. What ship Who's, is that? Who plays the fifth brother? Um, some guy. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's it's Wong. From uh, that's the yeah, it's okay. strange, right? Is it? No, no, it's no. not. Uh, it, it is a 
Looks wow. like it right there. That's, had me fooled. What's that dude's? Oh, uh, Sung Kang is his name. Yeah, I was gonna say it's this guy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. And okay. he's uh he's the one that was shown um practicing lightsaber battles, and he spilled oh. in an interview. He spilled uh, the beans a little early. He says. You know, I can't wait for the Kenobi series. My character um, uses a lightsaber, and everybody's like, "Woo!" Yeah. Well, he's the David Prowse of Kenobi. <laughs> mm. So, where do you? And, and if you understood that reference, kudos. Okay, so this is these look like two escape pods, escape or pods for sure. Yeah. Here we go. You're right. I never yeah, noticed the little curve. That thing. half moon on her blade. Yeah. 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 I missed it at and first. You have to pause at just the right point because it, mm -hmm. it completely is obscured when she finishes. She yeah. Turns her, yeah. And so I'm guessing I, this is the guy that they hang. Yep. Probably. I think you're right. I'm just here for a snack. <laughs> That's what it so, said on the sign. Do you think <laughs> this right. individual is interfering <laughs> with their interfering with it or has information on a Jedi or is actually a Jedi or force sensitive. Cause it looks, if I'm not mistaken, it looks more like a child than an actual man. I think oh, it's he's, just somebody they're going to make it. Yeah, he's, he's, he's kneeling. He's yeah. kneeling. Cause I, you know, the, the shot starts out with her uh, flipping over a table. So I'm assuming that he was either running or also flipped over something mm -hmm. and he spun around, she spun around, you know, cause on Tatooine they do a lot of spinning so they <laughs> of course like the the bike it what were they the mopedist or whatever but the reason the i'm answers. asking is because fallen order does uh, a great job of setting up a list of jet of force sensitive children mm -hmm. that yes. are still out there yeah so yeah. that's why i'm that's why i was making that leap was uh, that's in, uh, that's in the comics that's in the comics as well okay. Um, yeah. yeah, Vader basically breaks into a section of the Jedi Temple archives that has a uh, a holocron that basically has all the names of four sensitive children in the galaxy, and then the uh, the Empire and, and uh, Sidious himself has has a list of all the Jedi that are still out there. And Jocasta knew the Temple archivist was at the top of the list because he knew that she had access to that list of all the four sensitive children. So it's interesting. Um, it almost makes me wonder if this is the same guy they're chasing through the Nar Shaddaa type city. Uh, he may be a, a Jedi that had escaped the purge and uh, they don't manage to capture him there. Uh, but then they track him down to potentially Tatooine. Uh, and that's where she catches him and potentially executes him. So uh, I'll be interested to see because it, it has that same look, kind of the same crazy hair um, mm -hmm. and that hooded jacket. Do you think uh, at this point Obi Wan would have had to have closed himself closed himself down from the Force? I think. Uh, I think. I think yes, because he he's so close. Be yeah, he's so close to Luke at some point. Obviously, I think that uh, he had to cut the cord. Okay. I disagree. I mean, I think that uh, one of the things that Yoda gave him to practice at the end of Revenge of the Sith was the teachings of Qui Gon to to make himself one with the force when he died. And clearly he had years to master that. So I don't think he was totally closed off. I think he figured out how to kind of suppress his force signature, if you want to call it that. Mm -hmm. uh, Yoda did it by hiding 
on Dagobah where there was such a strong force presence that he couldn't be picked out. Um, Good point. Clearly, that's probably not the the case with Tatooine. So I think that it would be interesting well, if they ignore that. Dagobah was dark, was rich in the dark side, wasn't it? Yeah, okay. there was also. Well, I mean, in Legends, there was also a dark Jedi who had um, fled there and and been stranded and and died. So there was that force, that dark side force nexus, plus the cave of evil uh, okay. that Yoda was living in close proximity to was he kind of hid in the uh the umbra of that i guess you'd call it who's playing with their lightsaber sorry um <laughs> this is kind of cool the inquisitor is uh looking in someone's attic and yes. looking at the inscriptions can you read any of that anything any of that makes sense great and right none of it's more fresh. it says obi was Obi here? was here, 1979. Who do we think this is? I don't know, but they're putting a lot of attention on this chick. Again, this is what I'm talking about. You see the the uh, kind of heavily cowled jacket that this guy's wearing, and this mm-hmm. looks very much like the same character. I get the feel that they're chasing him through whatever the planet this is. Uh, and then he escapes them and gets tracked down on Tatooine. It's Andor. Something or something happens on Tatooine. Then now they're looking for Obi-Wan. Is that what you mean? Right. No, I mean, that that would make sense, right? This is what draws them to Tatooine. Uh, we know that Owen Lars is, is in the crowd that sees potentially this guy get executed by the Inquisitors. Which makes me believe that that he probably, if he has that much attention and was able to escape them, uh, must be a former Jedi or Padawan. Uh, there, there's some graffiti on the wall to the right uh, next to Bravo. It almost looks like it says "Doom." Can you read that? Just barely Rob? see it. Yeah. Next to me, on the screen. Yeah, yeah. Well, my stuff's too dark. Yeah, oh, it's right there in white. You have to, okay. yeah. have to I kind of see up. it. Yeah, right, right there. Yeah, I, I kind of see uh, it. At almost. the left hip of the yeah. That's like that's like a almost a angular J, which would be uh, if it has the the little flare on top would be an M. Uh, it's hard to see. Yeah, it's not in English. I'll tell you that much. If there's graffiti there, it's an Orbash. So absolutely, lighten it up. Focus, row. Come on. Tina doesn't want me playing with my lightsaber on camera. <laughs> this, this was these birds here, or whatever this is supposed to be. Now I know it's not the owl, but have we seen the live-action representation of the creatures that were in uh, Rebels? Oh, the Condor. Right. There's yeah. The long-tailed bird or whatever. Have we seen those in? No, oh, no. no but I don't think that's them. I, mean, no? I, I like where your they're, heads at. They're space oh, pigeons. <laughs> But they do There's, have that long yeah. tail. I this see why part, you're thinking that. But the they're re- they're a little different, though. Doesn't it appear yeah. that this is important? Not that, oh, we're just letting a bunch of birds go. Like, I don't know. It's just the focus of some of these shots. It's right. more there than we know yet. And I think yeah. this one's, I don't know, those birds for whatever reason. I just um, think I just think the be birds, absolutely nothing. Yeah, I, I don't think it's anything. I think the no. birds are part of the city environment. There was an explosion that happened on the roof. The and birds happened to be there. And the it just zoo. gives it gives them an atmosphere, I guess. 
Yeah, some things we could be reading into it too much. I'll be on Rob's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this is all just going to stay on the Scarif Live channel. I I gave up this being on uh, JTA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll get it. So what you there do? It goes, yeah. Filth it up. I'll, I'll just me and me and Bravo will do a separate show later. <laughs> There we go. So this seems there to be the, uh, the final shot of the trailer. And um, he's very pensive. I almost thought he was going to grab his lightsaber and uh, ignite it or walk away or something. But Oh, I was just going to say a really dirty joke. <laughs> All of a sudden, Chantal's like, oh, I'm not going to be. I was going to say, I'll grab his lightsaber. As I want. <laughs> Did you guys notice the eye in Kenobi? Yes. Lightsaber. Yeah. Yes, indeed. It's going to be here in about two months. Cute. <laughs> I have a spot for it now that I took the other one. Cabinet. Skinamax. I got to say, I do, I do love the, the just uh, the hilts collecting those of the lightsabers. That's pretty cool. This takes up a lot of space. I need it a does. legit saber. That's what she said. Yeah. There's going to be a, a running saber battle in the street at the uh, Red Five House at ScarifCon this year. I love my Toys R Us. That was my favorite part. I loved that yeah. part. That was my favorite pretty, part. Pretty impressive. Yes. I loved that. I thought that was really cool, actually. You know, it harkens back that, to, Disney. do you guys remember the uh, logo for Lucas Lucas Arts? Mm-hmm. With the yes. little yeah. guy and then... Yep. yep. Um, now, we're talking about the, uh, yeah, for those of you who are listening, potentially, and, and not watching... The, uh, the saber <laughs> kind of cutting the Disney Plus swath on the closing yeah. screen. Yeah. What? So why did it take them so long to come up with that? Well, they were saving it for the best. You yeah, know? I think. I mean, you know, the Mandalorian. You know, it wouldn't make sense lightsaber going across the the the, the screen like that. Uh, Boba Fett wouldn't make sense. I think they used it perfectly well. Um. Yeah, so and I think yeah. If they put a, I don't know, maybe a lightsaber would have ruined Luke's entrance in Mando. Yeah, that too. Yeah, I I would be remiss if I didn't point out for the folks watching or listening that did not know this that that Ewan McGregor is actually the nephew of Dennis Lawson, who played Wedge Antilles in the original yes. trilogy, and uh, and reprised his role in Rise of Skywalker. So, uh, I love the for fact five that seconds. You- Right, right. I love the fact that he uh, kind of has ties to, to OT Star Wars. And I love more the fact that Ewan McGregor, and I think one of the reasons why this is this episode, the series is such a big deal, is that he had such respect for Sir Alec Guinness that he actually hired a speech coach mm-hmm. when he got cast for uh, you know the prequel trilogy to work on delivering his lines kind of in oh. that same cadence and that same style that Sir Alec Guinness had done in the uh, original film. So he clearly loves Star Wars. He clearly has a respect for it. Um, and when he is on screen playing the role of Obi-Wan, uh, that just resonates. I, I almost feel like it's contagious to all the other people on screen with him. Uh, yeah. That it has they to be. Yeah, they sense that yeah. he is so serious about this character, and Lord knows he's been he's been begging for this role oh, uh, yeah. to be brought back for years. I mean, there's there are, I think at one point he'd even made like a a uh, a fan 
trailer for a potential Obi-Wan series uh, and started. You wanted it, this so. to be called Hello There. <laughs> right. Hello There. <laughs> Obi-Wan, what is it? Rom con? But I've been saying I've been saying the same as Rob that that's one thing that I've liked about like the Marvel movies or the DC mm-hmm. movies or Star Wars is I like it when you can tell that the actors actually know the material. Like you said, even yeah. McGregor is actually a fan, and it's been quoted so many times that when he got cast for Phantom Menace and they first started doing, you know, his scenes with the lightsabers, that he would literally make the sounds as he was doing. Yeah. Like he was just that into mm-hmm. it, and it it really does show. And it's true, his inflection perfect he yes. sounds so identical to alec guinness it's yeah. it's amazing to me <clears throat> if brad were here i would uh have him remind us the name of this creature i think it's oh, the, in, the, uh, the uh, there you go it's in the yeah isn't uh isn't this the creature that uh passed gas in uh episode one Probably. yep the yep. things it's i remember also- Yep, it's also the same creature he was riding when he came to deliver Luke to the. Mm-hmm. So Nolan that's still around. It's, that's really cool that it's you know they've uh, they've uh, created a little companion. It still has them, yeah. Flatulence, flatulence, Eopi. All right, let's watch this. And girlfriend. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Let's watch this trailer again for the kids. Let's, I, I hate to say, to say it. But I hate, I hate the, yeah, ori- yeah, the original. Why am I getting, am feedback? I getting feedback? This initial, this initial scene, scene has such, such an evoked feeling of Last Jedi. The rocks vibrating. And I almost threw up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on. Hold on a second. I'm going to unmute the uh, audio so we can listen. Oh, oh Rob doesn't know that there's an echo. echo. Yeah, he knows now. EOP. The fight is done. We lost. Stay hidden. Jedi is patience. Jedi cannot help what they are. Their compassion leaves a trail. The Jedi code is like an itch. He cannot help it. Brother Anakin. 
Ooh, that was good. <laughs> it was actually it's so hard good. not to tear up. I know. Oh, you know, it's again just crying. the music. I really am. The visuals. Uh, this is going to be good. Scare uh, Live on Saturdays uh, after May 25th is going to be the place to be. So, uh, everyone in the chat, mark your calendars. May 25th and the uh, weekend after that, until that series is over, we will be talking about the book of Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm sorry. What, don't Obi you dare. Yeah. I'm wondering <laughs> how the guy went Damn mind. <laughs> the simple fact of the matter is that no matter how you feel about any of the uh, the Star Wars saga films, whichever one's your favorite, whichever one's your least favorite, the one kind of unifying factor across all nine of them is that John Williams did the music for all of them and yep. every last one of them was masterful. I mean, it's it's just a simple fact that he was the, the person that informed the emotion that you felt in every given scene about each of those films. So um, it's going to be a huge loss when he's gone. I mean, I, I'm hoping that he lives to be like 270. Why we've certainly felt it during the different movies, and you can there there are heartbeats, but we know that it's different. It just feels yeah. different. I mean, even with the Mandalorian and the 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 uniqueness of of um, I forget his name. I can't pronounce it anyways. But the uniqueness. Of, or no, no, no. Sorry. No, the uh, the. Not Mando. Uh, oh God. Uh, I forget his name. Norwegian or yeah, something. Yeah. Uh, Gorenson. Ludwig Gorenson. Yeah. Right. He that the music is iconic because it is Mando now. And of course when it plays in Book of Boba Fett we go, Oh right. but it's not John Williams. It's just it's just different. It's it's good separately, but it's not quite not quite Johnny. As soon I, I as I heard this. the music, as soon as I heard the music, I was already instantly mm -hmm. transported. That was it. Now that yeah, we're back to it, did did John Williams do the music for the show, or did John Williams just do the music for the trailer? He did the main. He did the music for the like the main theme, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's only I think it's only one track, just like he did the main theme for Solo, mm -hmm. and oh, then okay. somebody else did the rest of the score. It's the same thing here. I, 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 mean, I do have to say that I completely agree. I mean, Gorenson is is his own creature. He. Mm -hmm. He has his own feel and his own kind of take on things. But Rogue One, uh, for a film that evoked all the feelings of OT Star Wars, and to have that be scored by Giacchino, Michael Giacchino, and to have him do that in, I think it was four and a half weeks, he had to create that entire, that entire mm -hmm. score for the film. And he tied in all of the most important elements of what Williams had created and then kind of wrap that into his own twist on star Wars. Um, for someone who's not John Williams, I, I thought that was amazing, but uh, it gives me hope. I mean, we have an entire generation, uh, probably two generations at this point of people coming up as composers and, and uh, people who are going to be scoring films for years to come that, uh, John Williams had to be a huge impact on who they developed into. So um, it's not John Williams, but uh, there's still, he's going to live on through, through another generation or two of, of other composers. Absolutely. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, 
yeah i'm gonna go around the table here and ask everybody what your favorite part of the trailer was uh before we take off uh we've been at it for about an hour 19. we want to thank uh all of our chat friends and um say uh thank you uh but uh favorite part of the trailer for obi-wan kenobi from general shinobi what do you think would you like i loved all of it (laughs) it's kind of hard for me to pick a scene honestly or what 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 favorite what what feeling did it bring to you uh watching it i know you know we get all emotional and stuff and this is uh you know we're it's uh we're back to an original trilogy character uh a prequel actor um you know i think everybody is hoping that they don't mess this up because uh i heard um salty invader talking about it on their stream earlier today it's almost like this is uh the final chance that that disney has to try and make something that uh will universally be appealing to to everyone across the board here I can't imagine why Disney would want to even take the chance to fuck up this character. I mean, for me, Kenobi has always been my favorite. I mean, he is the first Jedi I see in the original trilogy, so I've always had that connection. He will always be my favorite Jedi, no matter what people think about how he treated Anakin. He will always be my favorite. So I'm super excited for this show. I think they're going to do a good job. I like that it's most likely going to connect into obviously to the original trilogy and anything that connects well to the original trilogy. I love that's why I loved Rogue One so much. Mm. It really was perfect in tying tying into the original trilogy. So I don't see how they'll mess this up. Honestly, also. Because Ewan McGregor loves playing this character so much and has so much respect for this character, I can't imagine he would have even agreed to come back and even take that risk of being on a shitty Kenobi show. I know money right. talks, but yeah, I'd like to think that, that he, lot, I don't yeah. think he would have just signed on for, for anything. You know what I mean? Sure. So I yeah. think we're in for a really, really great ride. <clears throat> Bravo. What do you think? My, my favorite part was everything that pulled from fallen order. I really like that. I really like the, the proximity to the game. I really like, the aspects that were used in the inquisitors for the game and then how we're moving forward with that i i I do like knowing that there's something closer to kenobi that we can also the the little connective tissue i mean we're 10 years after um what do you call episode three and then nine years before um episode four so i i do like the proximity of that connective tissue i think for me as a as a gaming fan i think that that's going to uh i hope it pays off with cal or you know any of the other uh characters or whomever from the game i think that would be cool well and when they get into when they get into new star wars shows that uh that aren't skywalker saga but but tie into it and have that feel it's in this wheelhouse, right? It's this this period between uh, Revenge of the Sith and New Hope that it, 20 years that we don't know everything that happened and there's so much that could have happened. Um, but, Ro, you know, kind of to your point, you know, what the best part was, I my first reaction, the first thing I said was uh, live-action Inquisitors. I was thrilled to see that. But truly, it has to be the fact that you've got 
the uh, Battle of the Heroes and Duel of the Fates being the primary musical cues in this trailer. And when you look at the overall Star Wars saga, I mean, you're talking about two of the best live action lightsaber duels that we ever saw. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was everything that we ever wanted to see in the OT. Finally got delivered in the in the prequel trilogy with regard to uh, some you know force user versus force user lightsaber combat, and uh, certainly Ewan McGregor was central to both. So I'm looking looking forward. I, I certainly think he's going to be whipping out the lightsaber uh, at some point in the series, and we're gonna we're gonna get some of that. Very Chantal's nice. Yeah. Trying not to laugh. <laughs> I said that specifically. I, I winked for her. at the camera. Thank you. I appreciate that. I <laughs> Very nice. Awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to May 25th. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what uh, the series has to offer. And uh, of course, looking forward to discussing it with friends and followers. Thank you very much, everybody in the chat. Uh, last minute impromptu scarif live with our friends Rob and 97 Bravo. Check them out. Don't forget to hit like on this video. Tell a friend. Tell two friends. Why don't you go and tell your entire family to join us on Scarif Live whenever we do one of these things? And speaking of family, you can find the rest of the Red Five family, which uh, our esteemed guests are part of. Check out Red Five Network uh, Twitter and uh, dot com and the bio link that has been wonderfully set up uh, for you to explore by our friend our resident extra techie thank you very much for that um, I don't know Rob if you wanna um, you wanna close out your show and then we'll pause and then we'll close out Scarif Live that would be no, we can uh, just go ahead and close out Scarif Live I can't use any of this for uh, for JTA <laughs> it's it's not my format which is no I'm I'm totally fine dude I was just happy to talk uh, trailer and certainly anything Red Five is what I'm all about so it's not about one show it's about community. <clears throat> Excellent. Thank you, my friend. Um, Everybody in the chat, thank you very much. We'll check you guys out later. Make sure to hit subscribe to all of our wonderful podcasts. Take a listen. And Shanti, what else we got? What else we got to say? I don't know. That's the scuttlebutt. Scuttlebutt. Yeah. On on three, our best. Um. What did we, what did we, did we start with Kenobi or hello there? I forgot. We started, we started with, with hello, hello there. there. All right. So tomorrow we are going to release our lightsaber episode with guest uh, Rob. In that we do a little funny little Kenobi thing. So let's give everybody a preview on three, our best Darth Maul Kenobi. Ready? Three, two, one. Kenobi! Kenobi! <laughs>